Are you struggling to heal past events that has now negatively affected every aspect of your quality of life? And are you stuck trying to deal with it now for many years over many different types of different personal development sessions and techniques with little to no results? Hi, my name is Yvette Rose, author and founder of Metaphysical Anatomy, Volume 1, this this all-inclusive book of 679 medical ailments, and where I also discuss the hidden messages that we share globally in the different parts of our body. Your body is talking. Are you listening? And this book is available now on mobile phone app, along with all my other books and extensive research. Now let's get back to this topic of healing and struggling with that, especially now to make progress in your life. And I'm sure that this sounds familiar to you as I personally have found myself in this position. And that is why I developed metaphysical anatomy technique. Now, what does metaphysical anatomy even mean? So the word meta refers to what is beyond or like an overarching framework of what we've been taught about healing work. Now in math, we go beyond that. And metaphysical is also something that's not quite seen yet when you tap into these unseen aspects. But you know, there's like a knowing and there's an understanding What certain unseen parts of the body and the mind and the emotional aspects of it represents. And then working with those areas with clear intention and also with an algorithm that you can start to see big changes being reflected back at you in the form of emotional change, physical change, cognitive change, and even pain relief in the physical body. Now in MAT, like I said, we work with trauma. Now believe it or not, everyone on this planet has experienced trauma to a certain degree. But how do you know that something was actually traumatic and not just stressful? And can a stressful event even be traumatic? Now I'm sure that by bringing up this, I'm bringing up this topic here because I can't tell you how many people have told me that they've never actually remember having been traumatized in their life. And that is why healing work is not really for them. But when you actually look at their life, especially their coping strategies, it will paint a very different picture for you. Let me explain. Let's say you had a really great childhood. And yes, no, actually that exists. But there are people also, for example, who did have a good childhood and upbringing, but they also continued to grow up in a more or less balanced way that didn't really cause them any significant traumas that they actually remember. Now, firstly, there is a possibility that due to their high threshold of endurance to certain types of emotional stress and also environmental stimulation, that that they probably had a bit of a higher threshold for dealing with that. Whereas for someone else, something could have been actually very quite traumatic. Now, another aspect is that you don't necessarily realize how long-term stress can actually become traumatic to the mind, the body, and also the emotional body. 
Just because you didn't experience trauma through your cognitive system, meaning having conscious awareness of the incident, doesn't mean that your emotional body hasn't suffered at some point in time. Let's say you have a job that doesn't make you happy. You work and you work and you work really hard. And then you start to struggle with insomnia because of maybe drinking too much coffee, looking for some excitement. You need to bring a bit of an emotional rush into your life. And now your nervous system is perhaps oversensitive because you're not exercising, you know, maybe enough in during the day to discharge of the daily stress that you experience, perhaps because of the buildup adrenaline from the coffee, the rushes, or just the plain feeling of boredom and frustration that's building up. I know that you know what I'm talking about. We've all been there. Now, at some point that you start to actually can suffer from anxiety. Now you're battling with depression because you're not happy in your job in the first place and you feel stuck now in your life and you continue to push through because your life on the outside looks pretty picture perfect and you almost feel guilty for even thinking about complaining. So you keep pushing forward and the harder that you push, the stronger your anxiety and your depression actually becomes and then Let's say you potentially now revert to alcohol to lift your mood, right? You're needing something to just take that frustration off, take the edge off. And then you start to suffer from exhaustion because your body is maybe not getting adequate rest and your life starts to become out of balance. And then one day you start to feel trapped in your life and you feel suffocated. And maybe you can even start to have panic attacks. Now, this is a classic example of what I would call silent trauma. Consciously, you feel absolutely fine, but your body does not. And your emotional body started to experience trauma internally. However, your mind actually kept telling you, we're okay. When in fact, your emotional body was suffering to the point where it broke down in a state of unresourcefulness, meaning... It didn't know how to cope with the circumstances and the situation that you found yourself in. And now this state of unresourcefulness now got your attention with panic, say panic attacks, anxiety, and high levels of stress. Now, how you react after becoming aware of your body trying to get your attention through panic attacks, for example, can either lessen the trauma that your emotional body experienced or it can actually worsen it. And you continue to adapt to your anxiety by adding more coping mechanisms to suppress how you feel. Now, coming back to the topic of trauma. Trauma also sets in, for example, when you've lost complete control over a situation that left you feeling powerless, unsafe, and out of control, just to name a few. And these states of experiences are what your body fear the most. If the body is not in control, then it activates a deep subconscious fear of dying. And when you feel unable to gain control back over a traumatic situation, then it becomes a traumatic memory because your subconscious mind now remembers everything that made it feel powerless and also out of control so that it can create fear and anxiety in you every time when you are about to enter a situation or a dynamic with someone. So sometimes your environment, for example, or a person or a smell or a sound 
can trigger these strong conscious or subconscious memories. And now your body biochemically reacts as if though the old trauma is happening again, which now reinforces any negativity that you're feeling. And that becomes your focus. Now, this is when your RAS filters and their role starts to shape your reality and it reinforces negative emotional states. Now, your RAS, which is the rectangular activating system, is part of your brain and it is responsible for filtering in information that is relevant to you and it also filters out information from your environment that is irrelevant. Have you noticed that when you are happy, you see the world completely different than what you normally would when you are unhappy? It's a big shift, right? Now, what determines what the RAS filters in and out? It's your emotional state of mind, which is now a reflection of your emotional body and also the stress that is being held in. That means that what you focus on is what the RIS starts to focus on. And if you are in emotional pain, then you will be more sensitive and more observant to people and circumstances in your environment that would hold and reflect the same state or actually cause you to feel that or to relive that. And you will also only see pain in your environment. And your environment in turn will intensify emotional pain by aligning itself to your thought and emotional process. That's how we adapt. That's how we try to relate. Now, your interactions with people will also most likely trigger the state because you are in alignment with people who will now behave in a way towards you that will trigger emotional upset because that is now also, like I said earlier, what you are in alignment with and what you are focusing on because you're filtering it in and that becomes your focus. Now, your environment can stimulate and trigger your subconscious mind, setting off anxiety and you know 100% that you are experiencing stress. And in most cases, your environment does not really show you any real threat to validate how you feel in that moment of distress. Now, this happens when an implicit memory in the subconscious mind is triggered by stimulations from your environment. And you will maybe not have a clear or conscious recollection of the memory that caused you to feel this way. The only thing that you feel is how you are emotionally and even physically reacting in that triggered moment. Hence why when I teach, I stay away from trying to access memories because you have an extremely high chance of actually healing something that actually never happened. It's very easy to create a false memory based on how you feel. And then you assume that you could feel similarly if situation X or Y, for example, took place. Or if situation A took place, then people could be making suggestions even based on how you feel and, for example, you could have pretended to feel in that moment based on your emotional symptoms. Maybe you were abused. Maybe it was this. Maybe it was that. Maybe something else happened. But look at what you're doing now as well, especially when you're now looking at an old suspected memory from the perspective now of someone who is not in that same frame of mind anymore. Note. 
That's very important. So you see, just based alone on this concept, you can try to heal something that actually never happened based on assumptions and projections that we can bring into an old memory from a completely different perspective because we are not in that same frame of mind than what we were in the past based on the memory that could have been triggered. Now you're looking back at it from a completely different perspective. That's one already of many reasons why we don't really tap too much into memories. Also, by the time you try to recall a memory, 50% of the memory and the story has already changed by the fifth time that you repeat the story and the memory. Now, in MAT, we also have what's called activating unresolved trauma cycles. And this can happen through, you know, stimulation from your environment. Anxiety is a great example. Or you see someone or something that reminds you of a really bad event that you went through. And that can also trigger then what's called a trauma cycle, which is unresolved. Now, a trauma cycle is an action and a memorized stress that are in the body that the body never managed to successfully release. And so now the memory of this remains in the subconscious mind, in the cellular memory, and also the emotional body. And trauma is stored in our subconscious mind throughout the physical body, and it also then aligns us with a collective consciousness that also holds the same trauma patterns, values, and beliefs that surround a certain trauma. Hence why it's easier to bond and to relate with people who also share similar emotional past wounds as you. It creates an alignment and a familiarity, linking you to a great level of awareness pool, as I would call it, where many experiences are also shared collectively. And these experiences do not necessarily have to be explained or repeated. There's a common ground of understanding and compassion for it by the people who all share that. Now, I just want to touch quickly on the emotional body as this part is also very important. You've already heard me mention it a few times because this is fundamental in MIT and also why it works so effectively. You see... We work with emotions, even though they are not necessarily the starting point of your pain, but they do take you with laser accuracy to the cognitive conscious and implicit memories and also to the area where you store this trauma in your emotional body. So the emotional body is where we also store certain emotions throughout the body. For example, I'm sure that you have noticed that when you feel a certain emotion or emotional trauma, certain parts of your body can actually either now become tense or painful, or it can cause you some level of discomfort, meaning your awareness is brought to that area in the body. Now, this, for example, because we store all our emotional stress in the same places throughout, this, throughout the body. And this storage code is universal. That is what Metaphysical Anatomy Volume 1 is all about. And this book includes a step-by-step -step guide for identifying psychosomatic patterns that relates to 679 medical conditions. And these conditions can be activated by circumstances in your present life, your ancestry, your conception, womb and birth trauma, childhood and your adult life. And then we also have Volume 2 which is about all the research and the level one healing technique that you can learn live or online 
with my qualified level one teachers at www.matlevel1.com. Now that's M-A-T-L-E-V-E-L-O-N-E.com. Now also note that level one is a prerequisite for doing level two and level three with me live or online as well. And I also have plenty of other books where you can learn so much more about my research and also my work at metaphysicalanatomy.com. Now, all my books are also now finally on a mobile phone app and you can grab the barcode here or just simply go to metaphysicalapp.com and go grab your books. So, MAT here, what I just want to touch back on as well. Metaphysical anatomy technique is not just about healing. There's an actual divine purpose behind this technique and that is you don't have to relive old trauma. You don't, have, you don't need a clear memory of the trauma in order to actually heal it. That is the best part about MAT. We also don't have to get, up, you know, like get caught up in the story of it. We really work with the emotional body and also the consciousness around that and also the physical aspects. Because, you know, even what, I re- what I've learned in my research, it's like almost a third of our trauma activations can even be expressions of our ancestral inherited trauma. And phobias are a great example of this. Now, we all also know the importance of thought and emotion and how powerful this combination is. And we can change our life, right, by changing our thoughts. Now, that is easier said than done, as I'm sure that you've noticed, because we can change a thought. However, all negative emotions associated with that thought that we're trying to change can actually continue to keep bringing up the negative thoughts that are now trying to change or that you're consciously trying to change in your life. Now, the reason why this happens is that the emotional trauma and the stress are locked into the body and it's held in place with reactive instinctive responses. Let me explain. The brain develops from the bottom up, starting at the instinctive responses, then the emotional sectors are developed, and then the thinking brainstem from that as well. So our instinctive responses are always active. They are always reactive as well. And we're just not always aware of it because sometimes we experience a threat that the body does not perceive, for example, as to leading to your death. And that is, for example, when you will be much more aware of the emotional reaction rather than the fight or flight state in this case. However, if you experience a situation that the body perceives as a threat, especially now to your survival, you will feel your instinctive reactions much more stronger than your emotional reactions. And your emotional reactions come later when you finally have time to process that the threat that you have just overcome is over. Now, I say overcome because you are here with me right now because you overcame that old threat from the past, right? (laughs) Okay, so that is exactly what, what I'm trying to say here. And it's very important to remember that your emotional reactions always come with an instinctive response and vice versa. So keep note of that. What fires together, wires together. And this then also forms connections and associations and it quickly turns into coping mechanisms because now we're trying to cope with stress and trauma that that we feel, for example, 
but we don't necessarily have a conscious recollection as to the core reason behind our emotional reactions, our emotional stress. And then as a result of our coping mechanisms, we form secondary gains and even benefits to cope with the stress. And it's because of this final cycle that people don't always heal. It's a result of hidden benefits that are now held in the subconscious mind. And then in an MAT, you will learn how to easily and gracefully tap into that. And this is the core of MAT, amongst many different principles. But this kind of sums it up very clearly. Now, as I said before, MAT is not a technique where you have to relive the trauma. You'll learn how to work with instinctive responses and emotional responses, where and how they are stored in the body, as well as emotional stress that's locked into the emotional body. And then also to release trauma cycles very, very gently, as well as also incomplete trauma cycles that's locked into you know, trauma patterns that starts to build up, hence anxiety, hence panic attacks, hence depression. And in MAT, we release these cycles without the body reliving it. That is my absolute best and most favorite part about it. And you will learn how to work with the emotional parts of the brain as well, where memory is stored to promote neuroplasticity, to help the nervous system, the autonomic nervous system to heal, open up your intuition, release secondary gains, and the womb trauma as well. Meaning the times when you spend those nine months in your mother's womb, we know that the placenta is not a barrier between you and the mother anymore. We know that the mother's stress is also being stored in the protein cells in the lining of the placenta amongst many other places that has a huge impact on your consciousness. So guys, if you're ready to call your power back, join us live or online. We are flexible because that is what healing is all about. It's meant to be easy. And yes, we actually do have a lot of fun while we heal. See you on the other side, whether it's live or online. Thank you for joining me. Hi guys, thank you for joining me and remember to grab your copy of Metaphysical Anatomy on Amazon 679 Medical Elements and I also wrote about the psychosomatic root causes of that and I'm spoiling you because I even added key points for you to start looking at important questions that you can ask yourself to start improving your quality of life and also remember to catch me on Instagram Yvette Rose 1 with the digit 1 and Metaphysical Anatomy on our Facebook fan page. Bye guys!